0: Good morning. I'm Tiffany Anton from The Biz Foundry, and I have Mason Sickles and Cody Keith in from World Foods today. Hi, guys.
1: Hey, Hey. Tiffany. So
0: you guys are the manager and assistant manager, but you guys are like the World Foods. (laughs) You guys are always there. (laughs) You're always doing it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, The owner, Jonathan, works out of state now. Um, He's gone pretty much all the time, comes back to visit on weekends every once in a while. So When he's out of town and busy doing what he has to do, we just kind of handle the business and make the decisions and ask for forgiveness later on.
0: Which is a great environment to work in when you can have that kind of relationship with an owner where I'm sure so many people are like, I mean, Mason, you're there all the time. So I think people probably think you are the owner.
1: I think it's a healthy mix. Some people think I'm the owner. Some people think I'm just a dishwasher. <laughs> I like the veil of mystery behind it.
0: Yeah, that is good. Yeah, I mean, I do think one time I I was there and uh, you had brought a table and chairs out for us to because I was like, oh, the weather is really nice. I really want to get outside. So you you know, hopped into the storage area and you know, I think that that is a sign of a good leader is to be able to do all the things and and whether you're washing dishes or you're flipping pizzas or whatnot, it's it's. You know, you need to be able to do it all.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so what is World Foods?
1: Oh, man, that's a good question. Loaded. Is, <laughs> really loaded. A, um, a dream. We'll start with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Alan Sharon started the place in 99. Yeah, 99. Um is Alan Sharon DeFoche. They uh, just kind of decided that they...
0: Did it start in the location that it's at right now?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So for those who don't know, it's on Cedar Avenue, just a block or two away from the Biz Foundry. And so um, it's just kind of a smaller type restaurant. And I'm sure in 99, the West Side was not what it is now.
1: I couldn't tell you. Um, But yeah, for sure. It's kind of crazy that the business has been there forever and we still have new people coming in every day
0: i'm sure what is this place exactly
1: i've lived here my whole life and i've never heard of world foods
0: yeah or it's just you know it's kind of unassuming um storefront it's just kind of fits into the landscape of that building and so i'm sure people are like well world foods that sounds ethnic or it sounds exotic and so oh i'm not i'm a simple kind of person so i'm not going to try i'm not going to go in there because i don't it's one of those places where well what does this mean or how you know To kind of go in there and try it.
1: It's nice to have it as World Foods because it also gives us the opportunity to kind of do whatever we want. We like pizza. We're good at pizza. We do that. We branch out. We've got everything else that we're doing in there, all the Middle Eastern, Italian, Mediterranean, and stuff like that. So just having the name World Foods kind of opens the door for us to have a lot of different opportunities in there.
0: Do you guys know where the vision came from when starting Because again, in 99 in small rural Cookville, that was probably not an easy (laughs) sell of, hey, let's start this restaurant with, you know, different types of dishes. And it would have been so much easier, I'm sure, to just be like a pizza joint at that point.
2: Yeah. I mean, the the vision kind of started with Al and Sharon themselves. Uh, So they used to throw pizza parties back in the day. And they would invite, you know, a bunch of their friends over. And over time, that just kind of grew into more people wanting to come. And they were, you know, asking to get put on like a guest list, kind of. So over time, you know, they uh, they ended up getting the building. And they had no idea what they were going to do with it. And after these parties just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And people were suggesting to them, you know, like, you guys should open up a pizzeria. Eventually, they just decided to go through with it. So
0: that was the initial vision for World Foods was a pizzeria.
2: Kind of, yeah. I mean, uh, Sharon had her own vision. Uh, They were traveling out of, like, town a lot, going to get uh, Middle Eastern supplies and stuff because she's got a lot of uh, Syrian ethnicity in, in her. So they would travel out of town, get a bunch of Middle Eastern supplies, bring it back, and they were getting really tired of, you know, making those long trips all the time. So they just started, you know, bringing them in and selling like groceries as well.
0: Well, that is the one thing that's a little bit different than, the other restaurants in town is that you have a variety of products that people can purchase as well. So you have some kind of different drinks that are there. um, And you do sell beer, correct? Mm -hmm. So you have different varieties of beer that people can try. And even, I don't remember there was some, maybe soda that somebody said, I can buy this here. And it's just (laughs) that kind of place where people, there's different varieties of, of pasta and, and seasonings that you, you probably can't find in other places. As time has gone on, and we progressed past 1999, <laughs> um, how, why, w- where is the value of sticking with we want to still sell those products in the store? I mean, you could probably tear out some of those shelves and have a couple more tables in there. It's a, it's a fairly small dining experience inside. Um, wh- where does the, the motivation to stick with those products come from?
1: So we did end up tearing out some of the shelves at the beginning of 2021. Um, We used to carry a lot more groceries in there, Um, Mm -hmm. but we just started getting busier with food. And as we tried to dwindle away the groceries, um, the demand was still there for them. So we've had to kind of select a few staples, a few kitchen staples to keep in the store. We've got, I mean, pretty much everything that we have is imported tough to find import stuff at a lot of the local grocery stores here so mm-hmm. it's cool to be able to come in and see some things some brands you've never seen before
0: how often do people come shopping there for just those products and not that they're going to eat right then
1: uh
2: daily yeah i would say daily yeah for yeah sure.
0: so there's a, definitely people who just know that you have the products there and mm-hmm. what's your number one item on the menu I would imagine pizza, but yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: And say a slice of pepperoni. Yeah, a
2: slice of pepperoni.
0: Not the quattro? Come on,
1: now. That's a. That's a. That's a okay. tough sell, but the <laughs> quattro is a very. It's so. Select- you gotta, you gotta love it. Yeah. Exactly. You gotta really like that one.
0: It is a good. I, I'm a fan of the muffaletta myself. I, I like to go. Why do you think? So you guys are in the uh, on the west side. Why do you think? And as how long have you guys been with World Foods?
1: I started in 2016 um when jonathan took over from alan sharon
0: okay and cody how long have you been there
2: just at three years now okay
0: and even in the the six seven or or three years the landscape of the west side has changed a lot how do you think that that world what do you what role do you think world foods has played in that change of the landscape
1: i would say just always being there you know So many things have come and gone on that side of town. You're going to always have a certain handful of things that are never going to go anywhere. You know, Cream City, Crawdaddy's, Seven, Us, you Mm -hmm. know, the places that have just kind of been there and don't have any intention of moving or leaving.
0: Well, and when you think of like Seven Senses, they just celebrated their 10 year anniversary. And that was 2013. It is 10 years (laughs) ago. So World Foods is way precedes that. And why why do you think that is that it's been such the staple? How has it surpassed I mean, there's been so many businesses. I sometimes talk about the graveyard of businesses in Cookville and World Foods has seen, just even on Cedar Avenue, a lot of businesses that start up and close down and, and why what what what's well, the secret ingredient, <laughs> if you if you will? It's
1: definitely not been without struggle, um, especially through COVID and everything that happened those couple of years, but I really think it's when Alan Sharon started the place, they were doing something that they loved. They were making things that they loved for people that they loved because they were huge in the community, you know, loved everyone that came in the store, always wanted to take care of people do right by them, you know, never skimp out cut corners. And our biggest goal with taking over was just to continue with that tradition, continue with giving people what they expect And
0: well, and like a family feel, a hometown kind of family feel. That's a big
1: one, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that that having the smaller space can be a little difficult sometimes because you're not, you know, a 50 capacity. You're not a crawdaddies that can have an indoor, outdoor, you know, 100 people in their space. Um But then you do feel like it's kind of just a more intimate experiment experience. Or the other thing that's really nice is there's a lot of businesses so people can come in and get their order to go and take it back to work and kind of have a, a quick lunch break or whatnot.
1: Yeah, it's true. You can come in, grab something quick to go. But also there's not a lot of places left that you can sit down and eat and have a conversation with the person making your food. Yeah. You know, we can talk across the counter you know, tell jokes, tell stories, get to know our customers. They get to know us. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, that's so. So take me back, Mason. What's your previous experience? Have you always been in the restaurant industry?
1: For the most part? Yes. Um, I started cooking at 17 at Rib City back when they were over on Jackson. And I did the move to interstate drive with them. And then once I left Rib City, I went straight to World Foods and
0: what, was that your, was like 10 year old Mason going to be in the food industry? What was, or this was like the first job at 17 and you just kind of stuck with it?
1: I don't know. I remember being a kid and always like watching the Food Network and wanting to cook, but getting frustrated because I didn't know how to make things taste good. Yeah. And I'd be in the kitchen like trying to make a recipe and it would just come out terrible. <laughs> and I would get so just like sad. Like, how do people know how to do this? How do people just look at, f- ingredients and build something out of it and then i realized that it's a lot of practice and a lot of trial and error and a lot of messing stuff up before you even think you got it right
0: well and when you stepped into world foods i'm sure that there was a lot of recipes that were already on the menu and part of things have you been able to step in and and make some changes and and do the things that you want to do i'm sure there's a lot of i mean your your pizzas are kind of different every day so you get to experiment a ton with that i'm sure
1: yeah it is cool um just having the opportunity to be able to come in every day and do what I want. You know, I'm not really locked into anything. We have all of our staples that we run. I've tried not to touch any of those recipes unless i absolutely have to. Um, But just being able to come in and learn off of the things that Alan Sharon had written down. Like I've got Al's old notes that I'll cycle back through and look through and kind of see where his head was at when he was trying to develop something and, Kind of put it against what I'm trying to do that day too.
0: Well, and as you've been involved too, so now you've pivoted into a leadership role and, and being a manager. There's more than just being a chef, oh, yeah. cook. So how have you adjusted to that?
1: Um, I don't even know if I have yet. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's just a lot. You got to be able to find time. Um, you're always there's always going to be something to do in the kitchen, no matter what. So you have to be able to break yourself from that and allow other people to take on that responsibility so you can actually go do the things that are going to progress the business in the long run.
0: Yeah, which is really important. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I am Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Mason and Cody from World Foods in today. Thanks for being here, guys. Of course. So we kind of got Mason's story. Cody, what's your story? Were you always in the food industry? Did is this like your lifelong goal? Is to be
2: this was actually kind of like a random thing for me. Yeah. Um, whenever I started working at World Foods, I had met Jonathan. Um, Friend of a friend, basically. We hung out a couple times, and, you know, he mentioned it was right after the pandemic. They were kind of looking for employees. I kind of offered, you know, I was like, hey, I'm looking for work right now. I can work part-time for you. I was like, that's really all I'm looking for, though. I ended up taking on that role. I had a little bit of kitchen experience in the past. I'd worked not even like six months in a kitchen, just passing through jobs and stuff. And uh, this one just seemed to stick.
0: What do you think about this experience that that why has it stuck for you?
2: I think it's the atmosphere. Um, Jonathan, Mason, you know, all these guys, the family that we have there, it's just an awesome feeling to know that you're going to work, you're getting treated correctly, you get to experience all these customers that are just, you know, coming in, enjoying their food. You see them, you witness that. It gives you like a sense of, of purpose and meaning behind the work that you're doing, you know,
0: what do you think Mason in the six, seven years that you've been there? What are you most proud of the, the changes or the things that you've seen um, through world foods in that time that you've been around?
1: I think just the growth and like Cody said, the, the family mindset Um, when Jonathan took over, he had had, I mean, he had worked in kitchens before, but had been out of the game for a long time and it was just, a huge learning curve for everyone involved, and the fact that we were able to kind of pull it together, get it figured out, work out the kinks, and actually make it successful over the last couple of years, I think, has been one of our biggest accomplishments.
0: Well, and you guys went through a remodel a couple of years ago, and how was that on the stress and strain of things? Do you, you actually closed right?
1: Yeah, we or were closed for two weeks, um, and it was just uh, we had Mark at the time jonathan and jonathan's dad were in there we ripped out the shelves put up new walls put those kind of windows into the brick wall refinished the floor um in that time too we had done a menu revamp had to get new menus printed uh there was a few things that we wanted to finish but i think we only had two weeks of shutdown time and then once it came down to like the last day there till three o'clock in the morning trying to finish you know and they're in our sock feet on the brand new stained floor, trying to hang trim and paint things and do that. It was uh, definitely an experience.
0: Do you think it was worth it? Do, I mean, because as a business owner to shut down for two weeks, Jonathan's vision to, to do that was probably risky and scary. And then even just, you know, you guys kind of like, okay, we're going to do this. Is it going to pay off? Is it going to be worth it? Um,
1: I think it was necessary. Um That was in the middle of a transition period. It was kind of like right at the tail end of COVID. Um, Jonathan's business partner, who he had gone into World Foods with, had stepped away. Jonathan had hired in a new manager named Mark, and they just kind of needed to switch it up. You know, start fresh, have something new, something that was there, something to really kind of hit the ground running to be able to feel comfortable coming out of such a, weird couple of years
0: do you think that that's part of the longevity of world foods is that you you have been able to pivot throughout you know 20 20 some years now of okay you know we have some good things and let's keep these good staples but then let's you know, okay, we need more space for seating inside or we need to switch up our drink menu or we need to switch up, you know, how we're doing things. Do you think that's kind of part of the longevity of things?
1: Absolutely. I think you're right in saying that. it's We've got 25 years of research and development, you know, of going in there, trying to see what works, see what doesn't work. Okay, let's throw this away. But this one was a pretty good idea, but can we make it better? Yeah, And then just trying to constantly hone everything down into the best that it can be. And not everything's gonna work forever, you know, sometimes you gotta realize that what was a good idea before is not necessarily a good idea today.
0: How long does it, how, how often do you kind of stop and think, okay, what is, like? worth or like look at the numbers, What what's selling more, what's not selling more? Um, kind of that aspect of, of running a business is so much different than just sitting in the kitchen and cooking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true, it's tough. I mean, that's stuff that we track daily, but also, whenever you're looking at it daily, we'll have a day that we sell only pizzas. And then the next day we'll sell basically only sandwiches. So it's always been kind of a up in the air toss up of how things are going to go on a day to day basis. It's tough to plan. You just kind of have to feel it out and see what's working at the time.
0: You guys have both kind of mentioned the pandemic. How did World Foods kind of get through that. Mason, you were still there at that time. Cody, you were just kind of coming in at the tail end of that. Yeah. How did that kind of all play into things?
1: It was odd. Um It was me and Bill. We had a crew. And once we found out about the shutdowns and everything in March, because that was also a week after that tornado hit here mm-hmm. too. So I mean, Cookville got pummeled in March of 2020. And then once we found out about the shutdowns, we preemptively Kind of laid off all of our employees and let them kind of go take unemployment find other jobs you know figure some stuff out and then me and bill just tried to hold down the fort and we were expecting everything to die you know town to be slow no one's getting out and then that was the case for like three days and then it was just right back to normal and then we didn't have any staff and it was just me and bill and we we're like okay we did not think this one through yeah we need to get people back and then we couldn't get people back they were already off doing other things, had other obligations. So we just kind of had to stick our heads in the mud for a little bit and just work until we could get a crew in, get them retrained, get some people up and going to where we felt comfortable that, you know, we didn't have to be there open and close every single day anymore.
0: Yeah. So what is the um, so there's a lot of pizza places in town and there's about to be more. Um, but the longevity and I know I keep coming back to this but there is something different about world foods and I I know it I just don't know how to articulate it so what is the difference between and there is more than just pizza there but what is what's the difference
1: Well it's like you said I mean we've got the pizza and the pizza's really good and it's a good way to bring people in the door but when you come in you get the muffletta. Yeah you know yeah. so there's there's kind of always different things there for people to try. There's always, you know, something new too that we're doing or something that people have never heard of that they can kind of branch out and see what's going on.
0: I think that is the thing is that there's often people who think, well, to get different varieties of food or Mediterranean food, you can't get that kind of stuff in a small town like Cookville. And I do think there was some, a lot of forward thinking in 1999 to think of, Let's do Mediterranean food where mm, small town, rural Tennessee, people aren't like, oh, let me let me expand my palate necessarily. But I'm sure that there was a, a need for it because there's probably not a lot of restaurants that were doing other things like that at that time.
1: I think um, it worked out really well because of tech. I don't know if you could pull this off in some of the other small towns around us, but just having tech and always having people moving here from other places you know different cultures they've always got exchange programs going on so that was a big thing for us early on which just
0: do you have a lot of tech students that are that are customers that come in that are oh yeah oh yeah. well and you guys are on cedar avenue so you're just i don't know five blocks down from from tech and that people can kind of walk down there and and now that cedar's got a nice sidewalk and all that good stuff i'm sure there's <laughs> even more traffic that goes down that way
1: yeah it's been nice
0: we'll be right back. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Mason and Cody in from World Foods today. So I'm just—I I, do—I am so impressed that you have stuck around so long. You're such a staple, and yet people don't necessarily—you have new people, new customers come in nearly daily. Um, so it's so exciting that that what you guys have done, and and that you continue to find new customers which is not easy in the world of business or restaurants whatsoever.
1: No, it's not. And I thought, you know, five years ago, surely we fed everyone in Cookville. But (laughs) still, every day people are coming in. I just heard of you guys on Facebook or so-and-so told me about this. Well, this
0: week you're going to have people say, I heard you on the radio and I'm coming in for lunch. Um, What are your hours? So your hours are not, you're not a late night, correct?
1: Not Really, uh, we're closed Sundays, and then Monday through Thursday it's eleven to nine, and we are open until ten on Friday and Saturday.
0: Okay, I guess I I always think of it as a lunch spot because that's <laughs> my personal, um, you know, uh, experience with it because I walk down during lunchtime. But, um, so what's kind of the future? So I I was asking before we we got on air today. Um, there's for people who know there's kind of two storefronts that are world that that compose world food. So what's um what's the future look like? What's what's an expansion?
1: So we've got the next door to us, um, the old Coney Island Coney Island building. We the call, only
0: reason people would know that is that there's a mural.
1: It says it on the side, yeah. <laughs> um
0: people have said, is was there why is there Coney Island mural here?
1: Oh I'll be sitting over there putting stuff away and someone will walk in and be like, You guys sell hot dogs? And I'm like <laughs> Does it look like it maybe, dogs? maybe
0: it's, you know, it's part of world,
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that building. Um, I don't remember exactly when Coney Island closed down, but Al and Sharon bought that building before they sold the business. So whenever Jonathan took over, we kind of inherited it as well. And Al had always had the plan to knock the wall down, double the space, move the kitchen, over to the storage room building and then turn you know what world foods is now into just a really nice dining room kind of with the same feel the same trim and everything like that and that's still our plan
0: do you have a a timeline of that what what do you you think that might be
1: (laughs) we're working on it um our paperwork moves slow at world foods um for sure it's a lot more than I think we had kind of anticipated. Me and Jonathan sat down and we've been looking at it and talking to some people and getting some ideas. Um, but it's going to be a lot, and also too, the the building is over a hundred years old. Yeah. So as soon as we start getting in there, it's going to be.
0: There's going to be a lot to it, and and like you said, they own the whole building, so there's some apartments upstairs. Is that correct? So that one's
1: not us. Um, where the monkey wrenches? Oh, okay. Yeah. That that where. Yeah, that apartment upstairs in the Monkey Wrench. That one's not ours. We're World Foods and then the building to the right.
0: So the, the one that has the Coney Island. So um, the one thing that I think I, I, it's such a an old school feel in there. I feel like I could um, almost like when you were in the 90s and you'd walk in and they'd say smoking or non-smoking. It's a smaller, smaller oh, space. Yeah. So they could you couldn't really have a smoking and non-smoking section. But I'm sure that there was smoking in there at, at points when.
1: Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a pool hall back in the '70s. Oh wow! I've heard so so yeah. many stories about it.
0: It's just, and it is such a such a good location, and and just I love all the things that have been going on. One of the other things that you guys, so some of the times where the streets close, you're in on Cedar Avenue, and so Wine on the West Side's an event that that goes on, kind of in front of you guys, and um, Maybe your Market goes on in front of you guys. So there are some um, events that go on, and you guys just open start selling slices of pizza you're kind of part of of the the climate and the the culture of what's going on downtown do you like that aspect or is that like oh, here's another event downtown
2: <laughs> oh, no i know it's always fun i mean i enjoy you know selling slices out the door whatever whatever we have to do to get involved in the event it's always good to just you know run into the people that are there introduce ourselves you know nine times out of ten the people that we run into those or run into at those events are the same people that Have never, you know, heard of us and they've lived in Cookville their entire lives. So,
0: well, and you guys have a pretty good partnership with Red Silo. Mm -hmm. You, um, how has that changed the dynamics of things with being able to deliver? I mean, there's so many times where there's somebody that is just in Red Silo yelling at (laughs) somebody's name because you can't find who ordered pizza, but it is kind of a good partnership. They don't do food, you don't, you're not doing draft beer like they are. And so, is that good to have those partnerships or? Oh it's it,
1: it, it's awesome. And just outside of the business aspect of it, we love everyone at Silo. Um Jim and Mark and Miss Karen was my 5th grade English teacher, you know, so it was I don't know if there was ever any hesitation. It was kind of as soon as they opened, we're like, okay, what are we going to do together? We yeah. got we got to figure something out cuz we're going to do something.
0: And you you are using some of their grains Uh, you have a red silo pizza right
1: yeah we've got the red silo pizza um we used to do the spent grain dough out of it we would take the grain break it down and mix it into a batch of dough um but we started having some complications with that recipe it's on the docket to be revisited um but we're gonna have to kind of revamp the way that we were doing it before
0: i think that that's sometimes i think um the kind of the secret ingredient, the the magical thing about the Upper Cumberland is the camaraderie around business owners and that businesses will work together instead of Red, red Silas saying, oh, well, we don't want to, you know, people spending money on beer is, or on um, pizza is maybe not, the, it's less money they might spend on beer and, and thinking this might not, this might take money out of my profits. But I think that we have a really good, Culture of working together and have you found that in other ways aside from red silo?
1: Oh, absolutely um, I think we're we're pretty tight with everyone on the west side at least Um, Father Tom's is awesome with us Uh, Mike and boots and everyone over there if we need something we can go over there, ask them.
0: It's kind of like borrowing a stick of butter from your neighbors kind of
2: thing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> exactly like that.
0: Which is such a, I think that is part of the the culture that's developed on the west side of, of just really that camaraderie and it's really nice to, it, it can be scary. I'm sure, again, you guys have been there as more, all these restaurants have opened. 37 Cedar wasn't, wasn't there even, I don't think, five years ago. And mm-hmm. so, you know, as, is there ever a time where you get a little nervous or panicky, like oh, okay, there's another restaurant opening i I think that that can be common just to be worried of like what's that gonna mean for us
1: I mean, yes, right out the gate, you're always gonna feel a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of nervousness, but when you think about it and all the businesses on the west side, they're all so close together, and there's so many of them that when people are on that side of town at one business, they're gonna see the rest of them. So it's like if if somebody on the west side is doing good, inherently everyone else on the west side is to, gonna do well too. So
0: have you see even seen that with it's just you know there's a bookshop that just opened and and mm-hmm. the French cookie and I think sometimes just that more foot traffic. I think I, I I've lived here 10 years and in the last five years, I've walked downtown more than I ever did the first five years. And I think it's just because there's so many shops and there's so much food and there's so many, you know, you can go in and get an ice cream and you can, okay, I want to have pizza and I want to have ice cream and I'm, I'm, I'm supporting all these businesses. And I'm sure just the foot traffic has changed the dynamics of things over the last five years.
1: Yeah. And I think even from a different point of view, every morning, whenever we have to go to the bank we walk down to regions and you know stop at Soul craft grab a cup of coffee you know stop in at seven say hey to Kristen and Andrew kind of check out the new shops that are opening up you know it's it's nice to be a part of the community over there just in general and I think everybody kind of feels that when they're walking on the west side.
0: Do you feel some pressure that like people know you're you're the world food guys. Like, and so, I mean, I'm sure five, six years ago, and three years ago, you, like you could just kind of be whoever. And now you're the face of those businesses of that business. Is there pressure there, or it feels good? Take I mean, pride in it.
1: I definitely take. Pride. Of course, I take pride in it. But there's definitely. Cody has a,
0: a world food tattoo on right now. Oh, yeah. He's, he's repping
1: world foods everywhere.
0: Right <laughs> Do you have a tattoo? No, like, world...
1: no, not a world uh, food a,
0: the, a, a, pizza a pizza tattoo. tattoo.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, there's always going to be pressure, but we've kind of got our goals set, you know, to keep the dream alive, you know, make sure that we're upholding Alan Sharon's standards. And I think as long as we're tracking on that, then we don't have anything to worry about.
0: Well, and I think that our we're so such a relational culture. And so I think it helps to know. People might not know your name, but they know that's a World food Foods guy. And so I think that that helps to, you know, I, I, I don't know that everybody knows my name, but they know I'm the Biz Foundry girl. And so I think that that helps people relate and know that it's a person, a human, somebody who lives and works and eats in this community and it's not just somebody you know coming in from from nashville chattanooga you know and especially a place like world foods where it's a little bit different where it's a little bit out there um there's a cultural aspect that could be more elite if you will so it could be somebody that's coming in from out of town but i think now like you said miss karen was your fifth grade teacher you're a hometown boy and so people have no have watched you grow up i'm sure and so kind of knowing you um the good and the bad (laughs) with that but now that you're kind of representing this staple of the community probably you know kind of helps the world foods along
1: it does and i think it's really cool to go into you know like my kids school functions or t-ball games and seeing people that come into the restaurant and like oh you actually like do things outside of the restaurant <laughs> yeah. who's who's at the store i'm like i've got people there it's okay <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah i don't actually live there i don't sleep there i, I go other places yeah I mean, there's
1: been a time or two but
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so okay we've mentioned that you're on cedar avenue where are you located how can people find you
2: I mean, you can find us, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Instagram is world foods, cookville, mm-hmm. um, Facebook's the same, the same Outfits. thing. Uh, you could visit us. Uh, we've got a website up right now. It's also world food, world And
0: you can place orders online That's so correct. people can, um, pre-order and then come in and pick it up. You yep. don't have yep. delivery service. Is that correct?
1: We're, we've got a DoorDash partnership. Okay. Um, if you know, people want to go that route, we'd, are planning something maybe with some scooters soon, Ooh. but I can't say much about that. Okay. In the works, in the works.
0: okay. Keep, keep, stay tuned. So go ahead and follow them on social media. Um, if you haven't tried World Foods, I highly recommend ordering a pizza, but pizza is just, it's just the icing on the cake, I guess. I think there's <laughs> so many other options that, um, you know, try all the other varieties of food that are there. And um, it's just really nice to have a staple like you guys in town. And um, what's your phone number two before we wrap up?
1: It's 931-528-5090.
0: So you can place an order there, too, and uh, these guys will take care of you. Thank you so much for coming in today. I appreciate having you guys.
2: I'm glad you had us. Thank you.